0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk About It, a podcast with a purpose. I'm your host, Molly, and this week we are going to talk fast fashion and impacts of not only the clothing waste, but its production as well. So much of what we talk about in the sustainability world is the product's end of life. Do we throw it away? Do we recycle it? And while that is extremely important, we know the manufacturing of these items also has huge impact on our planet and clothing is no exception here. So, before you go out and buy the next trendy TikTok piece, let's talk about it. So, as we have been doing here on this show, let's jump into some general information. I spent some time looking through the EPA's reports and data on textiles, and yes, the United States Environmental Protection Agency does care about the production and ways of textiles because it has that much of an impact on our environment. And in 2018, they reported that 17 million tons of textiles were created. And in that very same year, 11.3 million tons became what they refer to as MSW or municipal solid waste. They consider MSWs to be clothing, shoes, bedding materials like sheets and pillowcases, things like that. But they did specifically say the majority of it is clothing. And now I'm not implying that of the 17 million tons that were produced in 2018, of that 17 million was thrown away. You know, it may have been clothing produced in a different year, but it is still just crazy to think that the demand is there to produce that much yearly because we are throwing away nearly that same amount. The EPA also reported in 2018 that of all the textiles produced, just 14.7% was recycled. Breaking it down just a bit further, specifically looking at clothing and shoes, only 13% was recycled. And then looking just at bedding, the things you know like sheets, pillowcases, it did increase slightly to 15.8% being recycled, but all were still incredibly low. So also within the EPA report, Uh, Is they have you know a bunch of different tables, but one shows the amount of textiles produced and what happens after, uh, all by weight. And I will include this over on YouTube if you're looking there. But if not, it's basically a table with several rows and columns. And there's a row for the amount of textiles generated, recycled, composted, combusted with energy recovery, and landfilled. Across the top, there's a column for different years. So this table is looking at these items over the decades. And it's no surprise that these numbers go up as time goes on. But I think the important thing to point out here is that the amount landfilled goes up because the amount produced goes up. And while the amount recycled goes up, it's slightly and just not nearly as much. And so to me this really means two things. One, there has been a huge increase in demand for production of clothing and that comes from you and me. Like I've said in previous episodes, we do vote with our dollars and when we show that we are willing to spend money on clothing and cheap clothing, that's where companies will put their money to. And the second thing I see here is that we are lacking accessible recycling programs that actually work things like uh, company buyback programs or recycling programs where you can just send back the item that you've, you know, you bought and you used it, but you no longer want it or it broke or something, you can just send it right back to them and then they will repurpose it but basically overall this means that 85% of our textiles are ending up in landfills or being burnt and this is especially frustrating when this includes some clothing items that have never even been sold in the first place we know that for many clothing companies it's actually cheaper to throw away the items they don't sell or the items that get returned to them than it is for them to repurpose it or try to resell the item And it's, you know, this lack of caring and drive for profit that leads to billions of pounds, over 5 billion to be a little more exact, of clothing that is sent to landfill just because it was bought and returned to the store. No other reason than that. And the even more infuriating part is that some companies will even intentionally destroy products before throwing them, you know, into the dumpster. In much of the source material, it said that it's to protect the intellectual property or to prevent others from selling the items, which just bothers me so much. Because, like, sure, okay, I get protecting the intellectual property, but simply destroying something, you plan not to sell anyway, just so somebody else can't sell it or even just wear it. Like, I don't know, you weren't even going to sell it in the first place, so who really cares? But... I don't know. Whatever. I also read in a couple of places, I'm not entirely sure. I wouldn't understand how this works enough to be sure of it, but read that it's often time for tax breaks. Companies can essentially report that they had so much product lost or damaged and then claim it when in reality they destroyed it themselves. Either way, it's just So frustrating to me that they both just come down to money and these companies take no accountability for the products that they're producing. Okay, so let's talk about why all of this matters and why you should care. And we'll start at the production end of things. Traditionally and still commonly, clothing is made from cotton. And while cotton inherently is not A quote bad, for lack of a better word, material, it still comes with its own set of problems. It takes 20,000 liters or over 5,000 gallons of water to produce just 2.2 pounds or one kilogram of cotton to be used for textiles. And this amount of cotton would only make maybe a t shirt and a pair of pants. And this matters because water matters, and believe it or not, we are facing a water crisis. I'm not going to spend too much time on the problems we face with water. That is an episode for the near future, but for the purposes of this episode, I just wanted to say that plenty of studies suggest by 2025, just two years away, Two-thirds of the world's population will be facing a water shortage. And this is not just in other parts around the world. We are seeing issues right now in the United States. You know, the Flint, Michigan water crisis, the droughts in California, just to name a couple. So yeah, we are wasting a lot of water just on clothing that we are just going to throw away. And besides the problems with water, cotton is not always harvested sustainably and ethically. Where cotton is excessively harvested, we are seeing severe soil depletion and degradation. And if you listen to the episode we did on food waste, you will know that we are losing nutrients in our soil overall. And probably the most important thing we have to consider in cotton farming is the horrible exploitation of people and children. Not All cotton farms are like this, of course, but it's been uncovered that a majority of the major producers are using forced child labor. Some reports found that children as young as seven years old were being forced to work extremely long hours and extreme weather conditions for little or, in many cases, no pay at all. And this is not just fast fashion companies. Well-known and respected companies like Levi's have had plenty of allegations of forced child labor and you know, even if you don't really want to believe that it's true, the fact that it's even called into question in the first place is a huge red flag. Human exploitation does not just occur within the cotton industry. Much clothing made today, especially the pieces we consider to be fast fashion, are made of synthetic materials like polyester, acrylic, and nylon, and the majority of them are being produced in China, where there are plenty of reports to show that the workers are often exploited all the same. Long hours, unsafe conditions, horrible pay, just overall not good. And plenty of these allegations, they have some weight to them. It's, you know, they're not just totally unfounded and they've been investigated and reported by tons of human rights organizations like the Business and Human Rights Resource Center, just to name one. And I will say that I read a New York Times article where several workers shared very pleasant experiences with textile factories in many countries, not just China. So it's certainly not every single one, but I think it's safe to say that it's probably far more than it should be. And just one is too many, in my opinion, especially when children are involved these synthetic materials have plenty of other issues too. The fibers are produced using fossil fuels, which we know have a huge impact on the environment and not a positive one. It's often cheaply made, tears and wears easily, so you just keep throwing it away and replacing it. And we know most recently that it's a huge leading source of microplastics in our environment, in our oceans and other waterways. Microplastic is a really hot term right now and honestly for good reason but we will cover it on its own in a future episode so we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it right now but they really are causing a lot of harm especially when it comes to our health. A silver lining in all of this is that this one can be pretty easily prevented. Maybe that's easier said than Done with the power of social media and influencing today. I know you were constantly being told to buy stuff all day, every day, but I do really encourage you to buy with intention and consider these things more carefully because there really are a lot of actions you and I can take to fight this growing problem. So let's just talk about a few. I'm going to start by saying just Buy less overall. And I know this sounds simple and maybe kind of stupid, but seriously, just consider how much you truly need a piece of clothing or a pair of shoes before you buy it. And I don't mean like you have a tank top that you like in black and white and therefore you need one in brown. I mean like items you literally could not live your life without. Maybe it's a pair of winter boots if you live in some place like that where you need them. In that instance, you know, you kind of need it, but you don't need another set of workout shorts in a sports bra if you already have more than what you're using if that you know makes sense And when it comes to considering what you need, again, if you live somewhere that you need a winter jacket and the zipper or buttons break, consider again if you truly need to buy a new one or not. Because you may be able to just repair the buttons or the zipper or even continue to use the item until it is truly no longer serving the purpose that you bought it for properly. For example, the zipper on my jacket just broke and I've still been using it and it's been keeping me warm all the same. So until like, I don't know, there are literally holes everywhere in it and it's no longer keeping me warm. I'm going to continue to use it because, you know, you can always do your best to repair and mend your clothing. I know it's not always an option, but I don't know, just consider it and try it if it makes sense to do so. And if it doesn't make sense and you must let the item go, be intentional with what you do with it. Is it something someone else could use and enjoy still? Because if so, consider secondhand. But I would strongly encourage you to look it over and maybe even ask the thrift store where you bring it if they think they will sell it. Because like we talked about before, donating clothing is not always the best option. But there are some other, you know, great secondhand options as far as getting rid of items go. I almost always, probably to the point of annoyance, ask my friends and family if they need any of the stuff that I have before I get rid of it. I just had a perfectly working blender that someone had actually bought and left at my house because we didn't have one. But we don't ever use it and we have a hand blender, so I just gave it to my mom. You can get pretty creative with how you get rid of some of these items or secondhand them as well. I just had a gift exchange with my friends during the holidays, and the gift that I brought, instead of using wrapping paper, I just used a scarf that I no longer wanted as wrapping paper instead. And it was actually, I don't know, it turned out really cool. And my friend who picked the gift really enjoyed that, and it was kind of like, two gifts in one because she also got the scarf. But uh, also, if I cannot pawn off my items on any friends or family, I will try to sell stuff on Poshmark. And when I say sell, I mean, I'm basically giving these things away. Like I'm not making hardly any profit on some items. I just sold the shirt and literally made five cents because for me, it's not about that. I just want to get rid of these items, but I want to feel secure and that I'm doing it in a responsible way. And what I like about doing it on Poshmark is that these people are buying these items with intention, which tells me that they're far less likely to just discard it. You know, they've gone out of their way to search for this item and to pay for it. So I feel a little more confident that they're not just going to throw it away once it leaves my hands. And you can, of course, buy on Poshmark and just buy secondhand in general. And I know that there's sometimes some backlash as far as buying secondhand goes. Thrift stores and places like that often cater towards a lower income demographic. So I think that sometimes there's this thought that if people who can e- more easily afford to buy new clothing are buying from thrift stores, then store then the thrift stores will sort of like empty and then the people who maybe need to buy those items won't have them available. But I honestly just don't think this is happening all that often. Thrift stores, like we said, are already throwing away a lot of stuff because they get so much. Like there's just so much clothing that already exists on this planet for everyone, no matter what. So I just I just don't think it's, that's happening that often. And a lot of the clothing that you can buy new these days is so cheap anyway that I just, I don't know. I don't really think that that's much of a problem. And I'm not saying that you go and abuse the secondhand system and treat it like fast fashion. But if the next time you do need to replace something in your wardrobe, go look secondhand. And that's certainly not going to empty the thrift stores. And like I said before, just buy less in general. And this just isn't a problem. I think people maybe that are saying that are imagining someone, again, using it more like a fast fashion where they're just constantly, you know, moving new clothes in and out and using the second hand stores to do so. But I'm not suggesting that you do that. And if the items you have really just aren't worth doing anything with, like maybe old t-shirts or something like that, you can always cut them up and use them as like rags or I know some people will even use them as like tissues, that sort of thing, something like that. Uh, There are some companies that will do this, but it often includes shipping large amounts of these old textiles to other parts of the world, which has a huge carbon footprint. So if you can just do that in your own home, why not? And like with most problems that the United States have, we try to ship it to other parts of the world. So like, let's just not make our old clothing some other country and other people's problem. Like we can try and take care of it a little bit ourselves is when we can Sometimes you are just going to buy something new and I don't want to give the impression that. That is not okay. I don't want to shame you for that. Sometimes all we can do is the best we can do, and that that has to be enough. So when you do go to buy new, again, just do it intentionally. Don't just buy to re- to return something. As we said before, returns get thrown away. So don't again. I I use the word abuse, but don't abuse that system of returning just because it's an option. Think carefully. And decide, you know, really if you're going to need something and then consider the brand that you want to support as well. Not all brands are created equally and some are causing a lot of harm in this world, but there are some really great brands out there doing some really good like Girlfriend Collective, they take fishing line and water bottles and some other you know, variety of waste, and they make a variety of items. I think most commonly it's like exercise, workout garments. I personally use the sports bras, so that's what I'm familiar with, but they do have a lot of other stuff. And there are a lot of great companies out there like them doing stuff like that, so I encourage you to look for them. Earthhero.com is always a great place to start because they, I think we've talked about them before. On here but um, they just kind of vet those companies for you and helps you uh, just a little bit of the, the work for you and you know that you're supporting a good company a huge part of buying less is taking care of what you do already have one way that you can do this is to wash your clothes less and I know maybe it sounds kind of gross initially but for me personally I often wear stuff for a short amount of time and I don't really need to to wash it just because i wore something to sit on my couch for like a couple of hours but this helps maintain the life of your clothing frequent washing and drying does wear them down over time so you can also hang your clothes up to dry instead of using a dryer and both of these will save you money too just in general not rocket science but hot tip buying and consuming less will save you money and lastly When it comes to kind of washing and drying your clothes, you can buy a Cora Ball. And this is something that goes into your washer and helps reduce the amount of microplastic that comes like off your clothing and comes out and goes into like your water system or whatever when you're washing your clothes. There are other types of filtration that you can, you know, they do the same thing, but this is the most simple one that like you or I could do and doesn't require anything really other than buying it. Something that is out of our control a bit more, but I think needs to happen in order to combat this problem a little bit more effectively is company accountability, kind of like what I was talking about earlier in this episode, and similar to what we talked about uh, in the tech waste episode. Clothing companies, they, they need to make buyback programs or recycling programs, but they need to exist in their first place, but they need to be much more accessible There are some that do exist, but I don't think they're very easy. It puts it a little bit more on the consumer where like you have to pay for the shipping or you have to pay for, I don't know, some cost or process to do it, but it shouldn't, it should not be like that. They should be required to have one in general so that when you're done with your item, you send it back and they repurpose it. If they're going to be playing such a big role in producing all of these materials, they need to be responsible for what happens to it and the impact that it has. And I don't want to send like a broken record, but with so many of these items, you can always vote. Vote in all types of elections, you know, local you know big small whatever but remember that you vote with your dollars all the time so let's show these companies that we want to put our money into more sustainable and ethical clothing every dollar counts so stop voting for harm on the planet and exploitation of people and children Thanks so much for listening to this episode or watching if you are watching over on YouTube. As always, if you are interested in learning more about the podcast or Project Alleviate, please visit our website, letstalkpod.org. You can find a little bit more information over there uh, just about what we are raising funds for or if you want more information about what that fundraising kind of looks like. Um, You can find information over there. You can find contact information over there. And, you know, or I should say, if you have a cause or something that you're passionate about, a person, uh, a family, anything really that you would like to raise some funds for, you can also uh, find our contact information over there. Uh, We take, you know, it's a whole crowdsourced thing where we really want to be a community and you have a say in what you are donating to or raising funds for so if there's something that you want to raise funds for please feel free to check that out and reach out with any more questions